Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the number one podcast in the Southeast, the Footy Ramble. I am your host, Matt, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rocky. How are you going, mate? I'm good, Matt. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So um, this week on episode eight of the Footy Ramble, gee, episode eight, time seems to have flown. We would have thought we would have got this far to episode eight. Yeah, already. To be fair, like it feels like just yesterday yeah, we started this. But uh, today yeah. we're going to be talking about mandatory vaccines in the AFL. Um, as we know, during the week, they made it mandatory that all AFL players and staff will have to be vaccinated before they go back to training uh, pre-season. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to also talk about crowd capacity as Dan Andrews unveils the rest of his roadmap and what that means for the sport next season and some other uh, general footy news with uh, some, you know, Eastern Wood retiring this week and stuff like that. And we're also going to be talking about rule changes um, just as uh, general topics this week. And we're also going to wrap it up with uh, talking about what's next for the footy ramble and also announce uh, our new big announcement that we've kind of come up with during the week. So uh, we'll start off with with mandatory vaccines. So what what how what are your stance on mandatory vaccines, Rocky, for all AFL players? So yeah, so my stance on mandatory vaccines is that um it should be mandatory for the following reasons. So I believe that like the vaccinations they protect not only yourself, but most importantly like your your family, your your footy teammates um the staff and all those around you right but not just when it but not just when it comes to footy but also if you just look at it um from an from a healthcare point of view um hospitals are overflowing with, with people so if um footy players if they get vaccinated right then they are you know helping um you know ease a little bit of pressure off the healthcare system and because um, obviously, you know, people look up to these, to this, to this league, and you know, to the players. If they're getting vaccinated, then the likelihood is that more people will get vaccinated. So, so yeah, look, um, I understand that you know some people are like, oh, well, we shouldn't be forced to, you know, we shouldn't be forced to get vaccinated. We shouldn't be, um, yeah, you know, we shouldn't be forced. It shouldn't be made mandatory, but. The reality is we want to get out of this as soon as possible and in, in order to and in order to get out of it we have to you know we have to get vaccinated regardless um and yeah i mean and it's a good thing to get vaccinated it's not a bad thing the vaccines it's safe it's it's pretty normal to me to be honest yeah. um and um yeah there's really nothing you know for anybody to worry about and, i mean majority of people have gotten vaccinated we're almost you know at 90% first dose or I think almost there. Yeah, yeah we are. No, we are past 90% first dose. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, to follow on what you were saying, like it is, it, it, it gives, it, I think it's a bit of a, a sense of duty for all of them to get it. So I am, I think even if they didn't make it mandatory, like majority, when I say majority, 95% of the players and staff would have got it anyway. I don't know if they really needed to make it mandatory as such to to force the players and staff into into getting it, but I just think that 
um, you know, it, people are going to be more protected if it, it's logical. You get vaccinated, you become more immune, you protect yourselves and the people around you. It, it's simple logic. And the playing group, majority of the playing groups in between 20 and, and 35, um, which is the age group that have like the most hospitalizations, the most um, people that have COVID are in that age group. So that they're part of the group that are the most vulnerable to getting this virus. And we've seen effects from all around the world where people still have, you know, e even in Australia, people are still feeling the effects of living with coronavirus even months or just because it's been that long, a year and a half of, you know, like being cured, well, not cured as such, but, you know, getting over the coronavirus. Like there's still people that experience the dizziness, the fatigue, the, the shortness of breath, all that stuff. So I think for for themselves, for the people around them, they they will just get vaccinated anyway. I don't know if it needed to be made uh, mandatory, but I just think that most of the people would have done it anyway. But my question to you is, is that we talk about the 95% that probably will get it. Will any of the 5% who, I wouldn't, I don't really want to say anti-vaxxers, but, you know, are hesitant about getting the vaccine, do you reckon any of them will pull out of the, of the AFL and stuff like that? Um, yeah, probably, because it seems like, like, when it comes to these, uh, when it comes to the people that don't want to get the, the vaccination, they seem, they have, like, a really strong stance on it like like a really really strong stance on it so like the like the likelihood of them um uh you know pulling out of the afl and you know quitting is it's pretty likely but then again it's like what are they going to do after that because a lot of industries require you to get vaccinated you know so it's like why would you just like you kind of have no choice but to get vaccinated and it's not like yeah and i i mean I said it before, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing, you know, it's not a bad thing to get vaccinated, it's the best thing that you could possibly do right now for yourself and for those around you, so, um, of course, you know, uh, we'll probably talk about this soon, but, we, you know, obviously we saw, like, a few uh, footy players talk about it, um, and, you know, they're saying um, it shouldn't be made mandatory, and I agree with you what you said, it maybe, maybe it shouldn't be made mandatory, but, like, I think making it mandatory um increases the chances of like you know more footy players getting vaccinated because who knows it could have been 90 percent before and now it'd be not 95 percent. you know what i mean yep. so um so yeah i mean i think naturally like these guys they, they also they also travel a lot you know they're staying in hubs you know um and obviously with crowds coming back you'd want the players to be vaccinated like if the crowds have to be vaccinated then yep. the footy players should be as well and staff and all of them well that makes a good point because if we have to be vaccinated to go to the footy how are they any better than us because i mean they got to travel around the country a lot more than what we did obviously they weren't doing it for leisure or for uh you know when they were able to travel they were allowed to go everywhere they were still under pretty harsh lockdown wherever they went but they got yes. to tr they actually did get to leave their state and stuff like that so you know a bit of a sacrifice of them could be to maybe get the vaccine that that could have been like a viewpoint of a few people and i think the afl stars coming out and you know saying that and you know i i think the the biggest thing for what i've seen is a trend i know nick nat said it i know um, tom mcdonald said it. a lot of players are saying that they're getting the vaccine for others not necessarily for themselves which i think kind of 
I, I don't want to ham or like you know rant on this too much but it's like a bit a, a bit of showing of the aussie spirit in the sense that like you know we look out for our fellow man um because a lot i, I reckon that a lot of people would be hesitant to get the vaccine but they're getting it because they know that maybe it might not be you know maybe they could take the risks for themselves and get away with it but for the people around them if they have the vaccine that means they're less likely to get it which means that the people around them are less likely to get it so i think it is you know good camaraderie that everyone's getting around getting the vaccine and i think that the afl is doing the right thing by making it mandatory yes um yeah i agree with that like i mean yeah obviously obviously i mean when you say like i mean when those players say they're not getting it for themselves they're getting it for others i mean you have to get it for yourself yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean because it protects you as well like you don't get the vaccine and it only protects others and protects yourself as well yeah but but yeah like the, obviously the main idea is that you know you get it for yourself but you're also protecting um everyone you're around and obviously as footy players they've all got you know pretty you know huge circles of people and um in, you know staff uh, you know the coaches, that their their playing mates, and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I think when it comes to, I think you know, to pretty much just answer the question, like mandatory vaccines, yes, did they have to do it? Maybe not, but it's probably a good thing that they did anyways, just so it's like, okay, yeah, go and get vaccinated. So it means more people are protecting themselves and everyone else around them, and it also influences, like for example, if one player gets it their family will get it and then someone else's family will get it so um you know it's just uh yeah like like a like a chain of people getting vaccinated starts so so yeah it's well, uh, it's definitely a good thing yeah so we touched on it a little bit in that mandatory vaccines segment but i want to push on to crowd capacity so it was announced during the week, I've got it here, uh, that once Victoria hits 90% a full vaccination mark, uh, all density limits will be scrapped and masks will only be mandatory indoors. Um, and then Dan Andrews has said that he wants to see 80,000 plus people at the Boxing Day test on day one. And they've also announced as part of that roadmap that no capacity or density quotients for fully vaccinated patrons at major events. So from that, Basically, what he's saying is, is that we will have not only for cricket season, for footy season next year, we will have full crowds, no caps, no limits. And apparently, according to that, we won't even need to be wearing masks. So what, what do you make of that news? I'm very happy because we have to live with this, right? Like, we can't just keep on living, you know, and being like, oh, you know, we'll come up with this one solution. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, we'll have to go back into lockdown. You know what I mean? Like we, like he said, and the whole, the, and the national plan, you know, national plan, state plan, it's all, it all coincides where um, once you reach a certain percentage, we will ease restrictions. We reach another milestone, we'll ease restrictions. We reach another milestone and we ease restrictions. So when it comes to, you know, no, no limits on capacity, everything just pretty much, it's pretty much, back to normal for sporting events to, yeah. to be honest i um i couldn't be couldn't be happier and i mean it's about time you know i mean we have to, we have to live with this like we yeah. really can't be you know living our lives going 
you know, lockdown, wearing masks everywhere, um, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so it's good that, you know, we, that we will have a full, a full crowd capacity for pretty much all sporting events because, um, because of, because of people getting vaccinated. So yeah. as long as we reach those milestones, um, all, all the things that he's obviously announced will be achievable. So, so yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, well, yeah, uh, to be fair, I think the mask rules, like, you know, I wouldn't mind wearing a mask if I have to go and like, you know, take it off if we have to drink or eat or something like, I don't think masks are the end of the world if we have to do that. But I think you're right in like, I've been saying myself that we've had to like live with this for ages because we've had 246 days in lockdown or whatever the total ended up being like when when do we say enough is enough and we just bite the bullet and i know that case numbers will rise i know th there'll be risks for everyone there'll be risks for my family is just as much as the next but where does the mental side of things start to you know outweigh the needs of the physical side in terms of yeah okay i'm not yeah. catching corona but i'm driving getting driven insane by the fact that the only way i can interact with people is over a zoom call or yeah. um school I'm, I'm you're paying uni to to just do from home and i think that affects afl as well like yeah it's great to watch it over tv but it's like everything else yeah i can talk to, to friends online for hours but it's not the same as seeing it in person i think afl is exactly the same you don't get the atmosphere the experience the joy of like anywhere near as much watching it through a tv as you do in in live so i'm all yeah. for us having full it's, crowd um... capacities yeah, there's nothing like going to, um, yeah, there's nothing like going to, you know, your your team's games and, you know, because I remember I went to quite a lot of games for Essendon, obviously, early in the year. And um, so not early in the year, early in the footy season. And um, even though there was like 15,000, 20,000 people, 25,000, I can't really remember, um, the atmosphere was insane. So just imagine, you know, 40,000, 50,000, 60,000, you know, Geez, like, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with this, and yeah, you're you're, you're right about the whole mental side, but people are gonna see. I mean, you can still catch you can still catch COVID, like it's not, you know, but you know, if you're vaccinated, the effects won't be as harmful. Um, you know, um, it's you know, it's the same thing with like, I'm not saying COVID is the flu, and I'm not saying flu is cold. You know, I'm just saying you can still catch the flu, you can still get a cold, yeah. like you can still exhibit like pretty much similar symptoms to like all three of these, vi these viruses, which I don't know if that's a controversial statement. It's just, it's just, mm. it's just how it is. You know what I mean? Like you still have to get a flu vaccine. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, so, yeah. So I think it also comes down to a little bit of um, honesty policy and this will be the toughest thing for everyone is like, if you're sick, like as much as you want to get to the footy, but if you're sick and you're exhibiting cold flu like symptoms, then it may be Corona. Don't be selfish and rock up to the game to infect, you know, a couple of other, like people who infect other people who infect other people. It's going to take a lot of self-responsibility to say, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not 100% healthy today. I can't go to the game. And I think that's the biggest reliance on these restrictions is that the people have to do the right thing. And I'm hoping that everyone will do the right thing. But I mean, you know, Carlton fans won't need much of an excuse because they probably don't even want to go watch their team some days. They're that poor. Or Essendon fans. All Collingwood I, fans. 
I really thought <laughs> I really thought we were gonna hold up a roasty for this episode, no, and then you not. have to bring in Essendon. Hey, look, I don't know about Carlton fans. I don't know about all those other teams, but I know for Essendon fans, we we do rock up. But that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, point is, if you're yeah, sick, stay home. <laughs> no, no, yeah, of course. Like it's it's just like you know when you yeah when you get sick in general, like whether whether it doesn't matter whether it's COVID or flu or you're getting a cold or whatever if, you know if you don't if you feel under the weather stay home that is that is like advisable no matter what because you don't want to spread the sickness to anybody it's like you know when you go to school you don't when you and you're not feeling that you don't go to school you know i mean you, you stay at home most of the time so yeah if every so, yeah. If every if everyone had the same diligence as a teenager who was sick who didn't want to go to school who <laughs> at the drop of like <laughs> oh yeah I got a little, I got a little boogie. Ah, oh, yeah, not going to school. If everyone was like oh, that, mate. but for everything else, then we would not have a problem with this. But hey, that's a whole nother topic, and we said we wouldn't get political. But um, yes. one thing I do want to say is that so long as everyone does the right thing, and there has to be appropriate measures in place. Like, to be fair, if it means I can go to the football, I do not mind wearing a mask. I do not mind checking into every single, like if I have to check in at the front gate, check in into the, to the section I'm sitting in, check into the level I'm sitting in. If I have to check in three or four times in the MCG, I will not mind doing it. If it means that I get to go and see a game, right? It takes like, it takes like two seconds anyways. Yeah. Like you hold, that long. You, your details are saved in there anyway. Um, all exactly. you do, go up, check the, check the qr code and press enter and you, you're set right it may take a little bit longer because people might have to verify that you know you've got a double vaccine passport and stuff like that but it it should be pretty easy yeah it, look maximum maximum 30 seconds if they ask you for your thing it, it's already there on like yeah if you had the my gov app or if you've downloaded it it's already there when you check in like i've added yeah. it to the check-in to app the service app. victoria yeah so i mean exactly. look it will we have plenty of time to fix it up, so it needs to be done right, but I have no objection with having full crowds at the footy. No, I have no objection about any of the current, uh, you know, the current climate that we're in. I, I really don't mind at all. Managing yeah. vaccines, yes. Full crowd capacity, yes. Like, we're getting back to normal. People are, majority of people are more than happy to get vaccinated, if I'm being honest. Like, nobody's really complaining. Mm. Um, just well, like, other than, minority. yeah, small minority. But, yeah. Anyway, um, we're going to move on to a little bit of a more AFL-directed topic. And these are the type times of years where everyone, we, we've done a lot of season reviews. So as a part of the season review, we actually wanted to do a season review, in a sense, on the rules. So um, we looked at all, like, we, we look back at the season and we have a look. What would be one rule that you didn't like this year? the stand rule that was so like it worked i think it, it I, I think it worked majority of the season but it's such a it's it's not really fair you know i mean it's 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 more than easy for the for the players to just run around the mark and kick it's like but like I, I just don't i just don't understand why that is allowed but one thing i i didn't like was like see they would because sometimes the player would be moving on the mark, right? Mm -hmm. He's not. He's not standing. Like the umpire says, stand, and he'll say like two or three times. Like I've noticed. This, I noticed this in a few games. I can't really remember, but I noticed that a few times, and I was like, 
is there a 50 meter penalty? Like, I, I, I'm so confused. I don't really know what happens. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, the stand rule was pretty frustrating. Um, I don't, I don't know about your thoughts on that. Like, it was pretty consistent throughout, but it, it did get a bit like stand, stand, and it's like mm. they're well, not really standing. You know, I went back and watched the other day the 2020 prelim, uh, 2020 qualifying final. So, like, you know, sometimes go back and just watch old games. You know, and I was looking at that. I actually don't mind the stand rule because, like, the fact that players will stand on the mark, like, will, will go up to the mark and then able to just move laterally with no, like, you know. Yeah. Because I think that if you want an advantage, you can run off your mark, like, off the line of your mark to try and, like, get an extra kick and, like, to get an extra couple yeah, of minutes. Because yeah. a lot of people run out and try and hook it that way. So I think that that's fine. But it gives you a disadvantage if the person is moving side to side on the mark because someone could just move to cover you off and, you know, block you and there's there's no point in you running around anyway. I think that the See? one thing that needs... I'll, I'll just say that the one thing I think needs to get worked on is that the umpires have to call it straight away. So as soon as you move off the mark, it gives you equal opportunities. So if you call it pretty much straight away, the player gets the chance to run around the hook, but the player on the mark who's been standing still, who gave him the opportunity to run around, if he's quick enough, can get across, right? But it needs to be called yeah. straight away because, as you said, sometimes the umpires are so slow on calling it that they're, like, past them by the time they call play on, which that's what I don't think the rule is for. I think it is for the fact that they want them to have the opportunity to run around and hook the ball without the player yeah. getting in their way, but if they're quick enough, can get there. So I think that that rule's fine, yeah. but I was going to say that, call like... it earlier. 100%, yeah. Sometimes they do delay in calling stand. Um, and by the time they do that, sometimes the player's already played on. So you, yep. And one thing one thing that I find annoying is like, when a player plays on, right, you can't, it, it's like, and you know, they go out of their line, so they're just running with the ball. You can't make the player keep standing there. Like, they should be able yeah. to say play on and run off their mark. Like, they shouldn't just have to stand there with their, with their hands in the air, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, right? so, so they've got to be they've got to be really yeah. quick on it. That's that's my thing. Is that it's fine. The rules okay, but the umpires have to just be quicker on it. If for me, the one rule that needs to get clarified is, well, one, you could almost say two. One, holding the ball because I don't even know what holding the ball means anymore. And two, deliberate <laughs> out of bounds. Like there was, um, who was it? Yeah. It was Cam Zerha. I think it was, Cam Zerhaz tried to kick the ball, and this just sums up perfectly, tries to kick the ball from about 40 out on the run against Collingwood, and it comes off the side of his boot, rolls out of bounds. So you think, you're thinking at the time, he's had a shot, he's just mongreled it, it's gone out of bounds, nothing. They paid deliberate for that, or insufficient intent, whatever they call it now. Like, how is that insufficient? He wasn't trying. I would have, trying, was I would have trying, smashed my TV. <laughs> he wasn't trying to kick the ball out of bounds. He's just trying to kick for goal, and it's like a bit of a, a dodgy kick. That's all it was. But the umpires still insist on paying, like, insufficient intent. So the insufficient intent rule for me, I'm almost – see, I won't – I don't want to see it in the – I don't want to see the rule become last person who touches it loses it because then a lot of teams – will not try and use the wings as much because you can either have like because it would be impossible to adjudicate in the sense that like 
okay, like Harris Andrews as a defender, he's the number one spoiler in the competition. So if we, part of our defensive strategy is if someone kicks it down the line, Harris can come over the top and spoil it out of bounds and, you know, create a stoppage. If we make it that last person touches it, you know, can't use it anymore. He won't, he can't punch it that way. He'll be punching it into the middle, which will mean, yeah, high score, higher scoring games, but, you know, it will be a lot more cluttered and stuff. So, I just think that insufficient intent has to to change, in my opinion. Yeah, because how is the umpire going to know whether the whether the player yeah. intended to hit it out or not? To like, hit that's it out, so, yeah. That is just so dumb to me. Like the umpires, like let's say this, like literally, right? The umpires are not psychic. Like they're not going to yeah. be able to like guess whether a player has kicked it out, you know, kicked it out or you know tapped it out of bounds on purpose. Like how do you actually? Sometimes, sometimes they don't call the obvious ones though. I've, yeah. I notice sometimes there's always obvious ones and they don't call it. And it's like... Well, I'd rather so them obvious. not call it than call it in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah, the boundary sense. the boundary line, as long as you don't abuse it, the boundary line was always good because even when I was playing footy, we were always taught, put it out to the wings, bring it down the line. Worst comes... To, so that, that, was, that was my strategy. If we're ever trying to transition from the back, put it out wide, Right. If the, if the corridor kicks on, kick it into the corridor, but keep it down the wings because if because we weren't a tall team. So if you can't get a mark, you can put it over the boundary line and then it can reset with a stoppage, right? That's how we were always taught. But if you start bringing in this insufficient intent, everyone's going to start crowding the corridor, trying to keep off the wings, and it's just going to become really congested and clunky like all the time. So I just think that yeah. insufficient intent has to be like de- de- deliberate back in the old days was fine with me. Like if a player, like, you know, it should almost be that if a player is not in the vicinity. So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, if say I kick the ball and there's no, like, and it's gone out of bounds, but there's no player within 20 meters. Well, there's probably a good chance that I'm, you know, just kicking it Unless, like, see, that's the thing, because I could have kicked it out there trying to let someone run onto it or something. So it's a really difficult rule. Yeah, exactly. It is a difficult rule. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes the umpires don't play correctly. I want to talk about the holding the ball rule as well. Um, there's a, there's always a few interpretations about this. Sometimes the umpire says, says there's no prior. Sometimes yep. they say, um, you know, when they don't pay holding the ball, they say, oh, you know, yeah, there was, there was, sorry, yeah, there was no prior, so he didn't get to thing, uh, handball it off. Um, he, you dr- he dragged it in, so that's holding the ball. There's always so many rules and there's always so so many, like, um, interpretations of holding the ball. One thing that annoys me about holding the ball is that it's, it's. I mean, we've already pretty much, the rules that we're talking about, there's obviously inconsistent calls with them, but and, and holding the ball has always been extremely inconsistent. Like, as a TV viewer, right, it's so the guy gets run down, right? But he just he literally just got hand handballed the ball. So like he didn't have like a, he didn't he maybe had a second, but like obviously it's not enough to like you know make up your mind and handball it off, right? <laughs> so the umpire says so the umpire calls that holding the ball. And it's like what yeah. like how was that holding the ball? He didn't even get a chance to handball it off. But then the next play, a similar thing might happen, and they'll say, Oh, no prior, ball up. And it's like but you What's, just call that one, you know? Yeah. So there's always, like, it's probably, I don't know about you, but it's probably the most inconsistent call. Yeah, that's, that, is, that is for sure. Because 
you can't not have holding the ball because then no one would tackle. Everyone would just start corralling because there'd be no point in tackling. Yeah. But you can't be too trigger happy on it because then it'd be like hot potato. No one would want the ball. So exactly. finding that balance is really tough. And to be honest, I don't have the solution now, but maybe maybe we can say this is what we'll do. When this goes up at nine o'clock on Tuesday, or when everyone's listening to this, go to our Instagram and on the Instagram there will be a the a poll or a viewer response area. Put in what you think should be the holding the ball rule and we'll read out some of the responses next week. Because I'm interested to see what all the audience thinks of the holding the ball rule. Because to be honest, I don't like it, but I don't know how to fix it. So if anyone has yeah. any ideas on the holding the ball rule, go to our Instagram at the footy ramble, go and put in what you think the holding the ball rule should be. And we'll talk about them in next week's episode. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so on that note, we'll push on to some other general footy news. Um, so we've only got one thing here. Uh, Eastern Wood has called time in his career, 188 games for the Bulldogs. I do want to say, though, he memed the absolute hell out of someone. So did you hear what he said about the double vax comment? Uh, no, I did not. What did, what did he say? So some guy comes on and goes, oh, um, AFL introduced mandatory vaccines 24 hours later. That St. Kilda lady, um, that their best and fairest winner, uh, takes time off for her career and Easternwood retires, right? So he was saying that yeah. basically those two didn't want to get the jab and that's why they left. And then <laughs> the funniest part was Easternwood found the comment and goes and replied to the bloke and said, oh, I'm double vax champ. He's <laughs> not only yeah. just like, oh yeah, completely like proven you wrong, but he's also just hit you with the the um, yeah. vax, uh, double vaccine wow. and champed him at the end. So what an alpha move by Easternwood. But point is, you know, very decorated career, premiership captain in the place of Bob Murphy. And, you know, I think that loss will be felt at the Bulldogs. But the way he said that, you know, I wasn't just rocking up for a paycheck. I do have like admiration for like it wasn't just for the money for him. He enjoyed playing AFL and he didn't want to, like he didn't want to negatively impact the Bulldogs by having another contract next year. So I think that Eastern Wood um, retiring is like a somber moment and he seems like a pretty good bloke. So congrats to yeah, no, Eastern I Wood's agree. career. Um, yeah, no, Eastern Wood, um, obviously he's, he's a legend, especially during the, uh, yeah, especially during the, the 2016 grand final. Yeah. Um, he was well, he was their captain as well during that time too. Um yeah, I don't know. You you pretty much you you pretty much uh summed it up pretty well. And yeah, the, the double backs comment's pretty funny. Like I know um people like to kind of just assume. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, when you get absolutely roasted, it's very satisfying. Yeah, Eastern would <laughs> just absolutely roast him. Um, so to wrap out this week's episode of the Footy Ramble, um, we wanted to talk about what's next for the Footy Ramble. So we have so obviously next few months off season um, until we we get back into it next March April with uh, with the footy season. So we're open to hear everyone's ideas. So we've got ideas on what we want to we want to talk about. We want to talk about topics like we did today, where it's not necessarily all AFL related. We'd want to talk about um, some general AFL topics like we did. So we have a few ideas for that. But we also want to mention that our Instagram also has 
plenty of content there. I know you love doing your your little reels that you chuck up there. Um, get yes, you know that that gets a few laughs. Um, you we did a trivia like sort of a mini trivia thing um, the other day that seemed to get a lot of feedback and results, which is good. Um, and then we also often put up um, you know feedback and 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 do little Q and A's on there. Um, that because we love hearing from the audience what you guys want to talk about or what you want to hear us talk about or who you want to see um, on the footy ramble. So even if those, you know, things aren't there, feel free to always DM us at the footy ramble. Um, tell us what you want to see, what um, you want to, or, or people you want to see on the podcast, or even if you have any ideas and you want to hum, like, hop on and, and talk about them, we're always open to, to that. But, on that note, should we announce the big announcement, should we say? Yeah, sure. So pretty much we're going to do a new trivia tournament. So obviously we did like our, our mini quiz and all that um, on our story, as Matt mentioned before. Um, but now it's like a like a proper big trivia tournament and there's a there will be a prize. Um, not sure what it is. It will be... It's to be announced. Um, so yeah, entries start right now and they'll close in two weeks. So to enter, follow us on Instagram at the footy ramble, uh, tag three people in the comments on the post. Um, so yeah, and you know, get your mates involved, your, your family, whoever, um, you know, um, it, it, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. This will yeah. Be a lot so of fun. yeah, to, to expand on that, we'll, um, we'll chuck a post up at the time that this is out so we're this recording this on the monday so it won't be out now but uh tuesday 9 a.m there will be a post out announcing this trivia so what we want you to do is comment on that post tag three people um to enter and we'll rank well we'll, we'll list everyone um and then in two weeks it's going to be like a um a knockout tournament we'll say so we'll partner everyone up we'll uh we'll We'll get you guys all on to, uh, you know, at, at certain points to go through your, your tournament brackets. Um, and then it'll be best of nine. So first to five um, points will win the round and progress through. And we'll do like a knockout. And, um, and then obviously we'll do, we'll give out the prize, which uh, will be announced shortly. Um, so yeah. Get around that. Get around the rest of the stuff on all of our socials, um, and yeah, we, we we can't wait to hear your feedback and see all those entries. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just yeah, and make sure um, yeah when when it comes to feedback, you can you can DM us or you can um, we'll probably put up like a, a, a feedback slot on our story. So uh, and we'll do that probably tomorrow. So within the next twenty four hours um you know it'll be up in our story and you can provide us feedback there were a couple um there were a couple uh one of them being about like our quality and all that um for now we are on zoom so like the quality won't be as good but we will move into person um in the in the near future um once uh you know once restrictions and um exams you know, namely all that kind of stuff yeah all that, all that kind of stuff but yeah at the moment we'll be over zoom but yeah um stay tuned because there'll be more um announcements and more progression of our podcast in the future as well so yeah yeah 
um on that note do you want to to wrap us up mate sure so yeah uh thanks everyone for watching uh this is the footy ramble make sure you follow us on instagram at the footy ramble follow us on spotify the footy ramble and youtube the footy ramble um <laughs> we're, we're basically we're and, the footy ramble if you haven't figured out by yeah, now just 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 in case you guys didn't know we are the footy rambles so yeah um yeah that that's uh that's episode eight tune in next week um actually the next few weeks are really exciting there's a lot of exciting things coming up obviously yeah sure a lot of special guests 100 well. yeah some maybe extra 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 special um so yeah yeah um, we've got to gas them up i suppose i mean <laughs> Yeah. We wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't gassing these people up. Yeah, true that. Um, so yeah, this has been the Footy Ramble. Um, we are your hosts, Rocky and Matt. And yeah, hope you enjoyed.